1: Welcome to the Stranded Technologies Podcast. I'm your host and founder of Infinita Fund, Nicholas Anzinger. In this show, we talk about how to accelerate the future. Our thesis is that many life-improving technologies are held back by institutional barriers. How can we unblock vast opportunities while mitigating against the risks? What ethical principles, rules, and regulations can guide us on that path? We'll discuss these questions with entrepreneurs, policymakers, and industry experts. If you enjoy the show, please give us five stars and visit us at infinitafund.com to join the community. Today is August the 29th, and my guest is Cameron Sorsby. Cameron is the CEO of Praxis, a college alternative that builds your skills, your network, and leads to a full-time job at a growing business. Cameron, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Nicholas. Great to be
1: speaking with you today. What would you like listeners to know about you?
0: All things Praxis. We run a business apprenticeship program that serves as an alternative to college for many ambitious young people looking for a more direct route to getting their career started. We really look for people that have a a growth mindset and are not afraid to do things a little differently. Obviously, historically, college over the past few decades, especially here in the U.S., Young people feel a lot of pressure that you need to go to school in order to be successful. They've been told this their whole lives. Their parents have been told as soon as you're planning on having children, you better be investing in their their college fund, et cetera. And so we've been running Praxis for almost 10 years now and have grown it to over a hundred participants a year and looking to continue growing it more and more every year. And it's been exciting last few years to see. Some trends start to begin where people are really becoming more and more
1: open to alternatives to the traditional higher education path. When or how did you get the insight that traditional college has problems that you want to solve?
0: So Praxis, it was started by Isaac Morehouse. He founded the company and this was back in 2013. He started Praxis And he had experience himself as a kind of non-traditional student growing up. He was homeschooled most of his life. I think he went to like traditional high school for one year and then started taking college courses and graduated, got his four-year degree at like age 19 and immediately entered the place from there. And his own personal experience, I think drove him to starting Praxis as a company 10 years later, but it was also on the hiring side through his professional experience through his 20s he worked with a lot of successful entrepreneurs, business owners, etc. who especially starting to get more of an insight after the 08 recession where even during that recession plenty of companies still hiring and the biggest pain point is just it was really difficult for these entrepreneurs to find good young talent for their companies and I think that was one of the first insights of just like the college degree is, is becoming a weaker and weaker signal that a young professional can come into your company and be valuable. I think he saw that entrepreneurs were were starving for a more clear signal that someone could be valuable. And on the student side, he also worked with, I would say, more intellectually curious, more ambitious young people at the college and high school level and He saw this anecdotal trend with the young people he was working with that, hey, like college is not helping me set myself up for long term success. It's not helping me discover what career paths I want to pursue. And frankly, I'm just bored in in college. And not only am I going to be footing the bill for this with student debt, I'm not very fulfilled by the overall college experience. I think he was seeing that a lot more young people who had that intellectual curiosity, who had that career ambition. They were just overall becoming more dissatisfied with their college experience.
1: Why is it or how did it come about that the signal from having a college degree has been getting weaker?
0: That's definitely a big question. I I don't know if I have a full answer. I think the simplest way to look at it is over time college has turned into this very large institution of an industry that everyone is expected to go to college in order to access legitimate career upside and it has essentially diluted the talent pool of college, when some of these very historic institutions like Harvard, etc., were started, it was, just, it was very elite. And now there's a college around every corner. So if everyone's going to college, it's not very meaningful to tell someone you're a college graduate anymore. That's the simplest way to look at it: is we've gone from only certain people for certain jobs, certain careers where going to college, usually the early knowledge workers, the past 40 years, everyone's told you have to go to college to be successful. And then you combine that with the increasing costs of college. It's a lot of mediocre people and not just talent wise, but you know, what you're actually developing and learning. in in that college environment, there's not a lot of specialty training, but I think that's the simplest way to put it is like when you're when you try to build something that everyone is supposed to go through at some point you're going to reach a breaking point where it's just not a valuable signal if someone did it or
1: not. It just seems there's an increasing number of graduates or there's an increasing requirement even among jobs that require a lower amount of skills like being a secretary or a taxi driver with college degrees even for higher skilled professions. How much of that did you learn in college? And nobody would deny that they didn't. They learned it on the job. So college has almost become this ritual and something that has signaling power. Hey, this is a smart, conscientious worker. But people don't even expect college to teach you skills. Yeah, it's very much become a social
0: decision to go to college. It's not a decision based off of, I'm interested in this specific career the college experience is what is going to prepare me best, you know, for that specific career path that I'm interested in, especially here in the U.S. It's become an extension of K through 12 education. I graduated high school in 2008. My high school class, 99% of my graduating class went to college of some kind. And it wasn't a decision of if you were going to go to college, it was what college were you going to go to and what would your major be? if for those very few people that chose not to go that path, like you just looked at them like, oh, there must be something wrong with you that you're, you're, you're either
1: not able to get into a college or you're choosing not to go. So how is Praxis disrupting that model or what's the alternative Praxis is providing?
0: We take ambitious young people who... They apply to the program, and what we're filtering for in our own application process is character, mindset, and soft skills. We want young people that are optimists, that have work ethic, that kind of have at least those early signs of having a personal growth mindset. Maybe they're more likely to be listening to interesting podcasts, learning, reading on their own above average work experience for teenagers, et cetera. And we want to help that kind of person discover and learn about what the modern day career landscape in the business and entrepreneurial world looks like, and what are good job opportunities for them to get started in. So they go through a six-month bootcamp experience that combines project-based curriculum modules where they're learning about the different skills within sales and marketing and business operations and account management, pretty much anything on like the non-technical side of the tech world and the business world. And they're learning about different kinds of companies out there. And then they're actually doing project work every week and they're attending workshops to help them develop practical skills that they can take with them, not just in that first job that they get, but like into their, the beginning phase of their career and the beginning phase of their like adult life. And then the next three months after the first three month bootcamp, you're working with our job placement team to actually connect to companies in our network and land that first full-time entry level position. So that's the first six months of the program. You're learning about different career paths. You're figuring out which ones best fit you in the first one, one to three years of your career. The goal isn't to be like, okay, I want to go into sales and I want to stay in sales for the, the next 20 years. It's where can i go to get off get my career off to a strong start and that's a combination of what skills and natural strengths do i possess and what hard skills can i learn in a few months time in the program and what companies are looking to hire people like me and so the goal is you you get that first job you gain some a little bit longer term career clarity but you have the confidence and the know-how to go into that first job be a well above average young professional, get up to speed, and then continue building your career after that. So it sounds almost
1: like a vocational focused MBA.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good comparison to make. It's like a it's like a trade school, but for like knowledge work. However you want to describe it, for people that are interested in going into business or the tech world or have more entrepreneurial aspirations, the idea is like, we can help you get your career started by helping you get your foot in the door at a growing high quality company that will serve as a really great first stepping stone in your career. And the goal is not to like, again, stick you on a 20, 30 year career path in this one's specific field. It's, hey, you can go get really good experience under your belt. You can learn a lot, whether you're doing sales or marketing or what whatever else is available in, inside these kinds of businesses. And you can also develop some financial freedom. You can move out of your parents' house and move to a new city and you have a, a good starting salary where you can move out on your own and have some financial independence and gain some experience and really keep developing your own career yourself. Like we want to help people get to that initial point in your career where you can look back and be like, okay, as I continue to figure out what I really want to do long-term, I feel very confident. I don't need the formal credentials of a bachelor's degree
1: to build what I want. So can you give a couple of examples of students' accomplishments that you're proud of?
0: Sure. One would be Olivia Van Warmer. She's a graduate of Praxis. She went through the program late 2016 and she has a really cool kind of background story before Praxis. She was a she was a homeschool student growing up and then after kind of those high school years, she decided She was going, she wanted to spend six months traveling the world. Typical post high school, I'm going to take a gap year or half a gap year. And she was going to do some solo world travel. Totally self funded, by the way. She raised money by working through high school for this trip. So that shows some personal grit and personal discipline and responsibility right there. And she, she actually went on that trip and loved it so much, she extended it from six months to a full year. She, I think she went to South America, Europe, and Asia, most of the bigger parts of the world and stuff. And when she got back, she went back to the restaurant she waited tables at during high school and... She attended bar there for a little bit and she actually became a sushi chef there too. She applied to Praxis when she was 20 years old, never went to college, had some really cool life experience under her belt at a young age. And she also had some good professional experience that we could point to too. But it was clear like this person, very self-directed, very mature for her age. She was a great like communicator during the application process and everything it was just clear like she had that self-directed tendency was intellectually curious not afraid to work hard to get what she wants so she went through the boot camp and then we she ended up getting hired at one of our like premier hiring companies pandadoc which is a software company and at the time pandadoc was around 60 employees olivia was one of their like first sales hires on their sales team And within two months, she got promoted from like an entry-level sales development position to account executive. One, because of out of need of the company, they either let an account executive go or the person left and they had an immediate spot on the team that needed to be filled. And they decided to make the decision like, hey, we're going to give Olivia a chance because she's really impressed us in just the one to two months that she's been here so far. And uh, she was shocked at that opportunity, but... everything worked out well. She took to sales like a fish to water. So she's been with PandaDoc for six years now. And she's now their director of account management, running a team. A really great example of high quality young individual would have totally been successful with or without Praxis, no question about it. But I think her choosing to do Praxis, Helped her access probably different career paths than she would have maybe explored and pursued on her own. I remember early on in the program, like she wanted nothing to do with sales. She had the stereotypes of sales in her head of being a cheesy, sleazy, like car salesman and everything. She took a chance on us. Hey, we thought she would be a great fit. You know, we knew PandaDoc was a really high quality company. And she took a chance and took that job and has never looked back since.
1: Fantastic. So... She, instead of a four-year college degree, she was with you for six, 12 months?
0: Yeah, she spent 12 months in the program, three to six months before she got her job at PandaDoc. And then in her first six months on the job at PandaDoc, she was still in praxis receiving one-on-one advising and access to different professional development workshops and the community and everything.
1: And probably for a fraction of the cost of the four-year college degree. So
0: part of our model is you earn more money in the first six months on the job than you pay in tuition. So our tuition costs $12,000. You can either pay that up front or you can do a, our like extended loan plan where you're only putting down a deposit and then making monthly payments halfway through the program. Either way, you're earning more in the first six months in the job that you get through the program than you're paying in full tuition. And then I think the biggest difference is actually not the very clear difference in financials between tuition at Praxis versus the typical four years of tuition at college, but it's the opportunity cost. So someone like Olivia, she could have come back from her one year kind of solo travel gap year and decided to enroll in a four-year degree program. And, but instead of doing that, she started her career in one year. So she's now six years out of the program. The average time to graduate college is not four years. It's six years if you're going to graduate college at all. So technically her peers are just getting their real world life started. And she's got six years of experience under her belt now. Amazing.
1: Amazing. Also, PandaDoc is a tech company, and tech is one of the best industries to go into <laughs> right now. Is that your typical kind of B2B client that takes over students from you?
0: Yeah, I would say probably, I bet over 80% of the companies that hire our participants are are in some kind of tech-related industry. work with a lot of software startups that are probably three to five years old, and have anywhere from 30 to a couple hundred employees. We look for that sweet spot of companies that are still growing, but on the younger side, because I think they offer just a different level, different kind of experience early on in your career where it tends to be more intensive, tends to be more fast paced, but that also gives you more flexibility and more probably like mobility within the company. So we have a lot of participants, they'll start in individual sales or customer success roles. But if you do good work, and you prove yourself, and you you show that you have the potential to do more than those like initial entry level roles, like, these are the kinds of companies that are really eager to provide you growth opportunities and stuff. Whereas I think there are absolutely plenty of large companies out there that are great places to start your career. But it just tends to be a little bit more structured and stagnant, maybe a little bit more bureaucratic. So we work with a lot of really cool tech companies and startups that tend to be in like the 50 employee to 500 employee
1: range. It's very interesting. Traditional college is breeding in a way, it would be unfair to say, but because almost everyone's going there, but I can imagine that more traditional companies see college degrees as a signal of conscientiousness so you're following the rules you're basically conforming whereas it seems that you found with tech companies they're more looking for self-starters right so can you talk a bit about how that value proposition or messaging developed when it comes to establishing your brand and your students great material for these tech companies
0: Yeah, our growth on the hiring side, in terms of like how many companies that we partner with and how many of them are looking to hire through Praxis now and everything, it's been very organic. So, early days of Praxis, it was really like our founding teams, like personal networks. We were just trying to essentially get some startup founders and some smaller business owners. Like, it felt like we were trading in personal favors. Hey, Hire somebody from the first Praxis cohort. Hey, we promise they're going to be great. It was way more flexible back then. It was almost like a part-time apprenticeship where it's like 30 hours a week. You're paying them 10 to $12 an hour. We really just want to put our first participants in a place where they can gain some experience and kind of prove out the concept for the program. And as we grew over 50% of our new companies that partner with us come from word of mouth referrals from other companies that have hired Praxis participants and have had a good experience. So we have a lot of repeat customers on the company side now. It's a very organic approach. We'll do a very modest amount of like cold outreach to companies that we would be excited to place Praxis apprentices with, but it's mostly mostly an inbound funnel for us at this point. We're just like, so at one company has hired a handful of Praxis participants, they got a new job at a different company and they're going to set up the same relationship there or the CEO is telling their fellow CEO friend of, about Praxis can be a good talent source as well. Once you hire one or, one or two Praxis participants and they work out, it's just like, okay, great. This is a really simple, easy source of talent for me rather than having to just rely on the massive amount of applications that come in from Indeed or LinkedIn or just like the general job candidate applicant search.
1: Totally. And how did your brand or your messaging develop when it comes to incoming students? Because for them, they face a kind of tough choice. All of their College or K through 12 classmates, all of their K through 12 college classmates are going to college. So how do you convince them to go to practice instead?
0: I would say the we are being opportunistic with just taking what the land you know, like the college landscape gives us up to this point. And when we first started back in 2013, 2014, just for a very talented, high potential young person to make the decision not to go to college and and do something brand new, like Praxis, like that was a extremely, you know, courageous, big decision to make. And uh, we had to find like, where are those small, smaller, like communities of young people that already have very strong, nonconformist, Tendencies, I would say. We did a lot of marketing towards homeschool families because they've already shown some signals that they're open to alternative educational paths. We worked with more, not necessarily in a super political way, but like libertarian students in in college and high school. If you're libertarian as a young person, you're showing some kind of non-conformist streak. And so we worked with a lot of like young libertarians and then just like stronger, like more entrepreneurial young people that were probably already bored in high school. And maybe it could be something as simple as like starting a neighborhood lawn care business or it could be like starting an e-commerce website and trying to make some money on your own. So just showing those like non-conformist or entrepreneurial tendencies, I think that's what really really, worked in the early days of finding our kind of early, very early adopters, I would say. And what's been really interesting over the past two to three years is everything that's gone down with like COVID and how higher educational institutions have handled COVID policies and moving everything to online. And you have Zoom University, as people say. I think that has just allowed more people that were already dissatisfied with their college experience to start proactively seeking out alternative options. So I think there's a lot more people. I feel like every year the pool, the market for people looking for college alternatives is growing. And our goal is just to make sure Praxis is within the like business and startup and tech area, like For people who don't want to go code and for people who don't want to go into like more trade career paths, like Praxis should be the obvious option. And it's, it has been really interesting. We've seen things evolve where most of our new participants today, yeah, they're excited about not going to college and they're really thankful that Praxis is a real option that exists. But I think the people today that are doing the program, they're almost more like nonchalantly opting out of college. Yeah, I'm 18. Like I made really good grades in high school and like a normal, above average, talented young person. And I just look at college. and I'm like, it just doesn't seem worth the time and money. And somebody told me about Praxis or saw Praxis somewhere. And it just seemed like a more like practical approach that makes sense. And I'm excited to learn more.
1: Great. Yeah, COVID was a perfect storm for higher education. Many students were at home in front of Zoom classes and they were seeing, hey, I'm getting the same products that I can actually get for free with many online courses and programs. So what are you offering me for my money? What else can I get?
0: Yeah, a lot of people really became disillusioned with how most colleges handled COVID. And so you're paying the same tuition, and you're just getting this old professor who has no idea of how to run an interactive classroom session online. You have your textbook and you have your exams that you get grades on. And it just became, I think it made it really obvious of what am I paying for? What am I getting out of this experience? What's the reason behind this? Once once you took away that more traditional campus student life away from them, it was like, why would I choose to pay for something like this?
1: What, so you're providing, in a way, a radically different model for higher education. What would need to happen for this change to, to accelerate even more and happen across the country? What kind of policies or reforms would enable you to, and other companies, to do similar offerings and grow faster?
0: One thing I feel confident about is over the next decade, you're going to see more college alternatives pop up because I think the demand for them is increasing pretty significantly. Student college enrollment has has been declining year over year for the past couple of years. And that that has never happened in the past 30, 40 years. So I think there's just there's already a lot of movement in terms of is it socially acceptable to not go to college? And with that, I think you know, the market is going to respond with more alternative options. I would love to see more programs that specialize in all different kinds of industries and career paths and everything. So I think we're going to see a lot there over the past, over the next 10 years. I, college isn't going away entirely anytime soon by any means, but I think they're the number of colleges and the number of students enrolled is going to continue to shrink over over the next ten years, even if there aren't any like formal policy changes.
1: Not sure how to ask the question, but it's hard to get to found a new university and get all these special benefits as a nonprofit slash nonprofit university. Is that something that you are thinking about, or that affects you?
0: We definitely don't have any interest in trying to turn ourselves into an accredited school. We wanna keep the flexibility to remain a, a business. Like we we wanna be measured on our ability to build a great company as well as a, a great program and be accountable to profitability and be accountable to customers that we're here to serve and, and all that kind of stuff. I really I don't even look at praxis as a as a school in any way. Like almost look at it more of it's a professional development program for young people just getting their career started. So I think I'm sure there's going to be plenty of other like college, non traditional college alternatives that will go like the accreditation route. And I'm sure some will be good and others not so much. But our focus is how can we build the most valuable program to to help our customers get their career started. And then also how can we build the most valuable like long-term community and network for our graduates and for our future uh, participants in the program and stuff.
1: Last question, in what areas in education do you see opportunities for entrepreneurs or where would you like to see more entrepreneurs entering the field?
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about some of the disruption that's already going on in the K through 12 area. And just how many people have also how many families are actively looking at different options for their children at, at the K through 12 level, there's more people that are going to more like traditional homeschooling, there's micro schools popping up. I think it's really exciting just to see like parents and families no longer take their children's education for granted, I'm just send them to a traditional public or private school anymore. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know homeschooling has grown massively over the next few years, but I think it's going to be really cool to see what companies and programs pop up that are serving all the different kind of stages and age levels of K through 12 education.
1: I'd love to see more disruption that feel as well. And to help accelerate that and to generate ideas how to build a better education system of the future, I'm also inviting all my listeners to join us for a education technology-focused conference on the beautiful island of Rotan in Honduras on October 28th to 30th. Just go to infinitafund.com. That's like infinity, just with an A, fund.com and find the EdTech conference and meet us there and let's build the future of education together. Cameron, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really enlightening to learn about new models in education on the operational side, bridging the gap between K through 12 and work experience, accelerating that process, getting to work experience faster, providing the benefits of connecting graduates with job opportunities. I think that is a huge inspiration for many innovators in that field and entrepreneurs. And I wish you the greatest success to continue on that that journey.
0: Thanks so much, Nicholas. I really enjoyed our conversation.